This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived put it on his toe before he went to bed and the next morning he was like mom my toe's all better it was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly so you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues including cuts scrapes burns sunburns rashes other types of skin damage it's totally safe non-toxic suitable on all types of skin even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin this is also safe for the young members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 213. Show notes for this episode, including all links mentioned in this episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 213. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean, and I'm here to give you and other passionate, dedicated moms the tools you need to bridge the gap between motherhood and living the life of your dreams. I'm also here to help you be a little more shameless every day, because if you aren't building a life you're extraordinarily proud of, what kind of legacy are you building? So let's dive in. Support for the Shameless Mom Academy comes from Kind, makers of healthy and delicious snacks. To try 10 Kind bars for free, you just pay shipping, go to kindsnacks.com slash shameless. That's kindsnacks.com slash shameless for full details. This episode is brought to you by Bissell Bark Bath. For the easiest and most mess-free way to bathe your dog at home, go to bissell.com slash shameless. That's B-I-S-S-E-L-L dot com slash shameless. Hello, shameless moms. I'm so happy to be here today. And I have to tell you, I procrastinated a lot on this episode about procrastination. So I'm excited to dive into this with you. I've had this episode percolating in my head and I've been thinking it through for quite a while. And then earlier this week was like, I'm going to get it done super early in the week because I like have this in my head and I'm ready to go. But then I kept thinking, no, I need to do more research and I need to wait for the right time. And I want to find out about a few more things and add a few more components. And I just kept putting it off because I felt like I needed to like accomplish all these other things first. So here I am setting a deadline that I need to be done with this recording before I go pick Vinny up from school because deadlines work very well for me. (laughs) So I just wanted to let you know that I'm human just like you. So when we're talking about procrastination and perfectionism today, I will be talking about myself quite a bit. Before we dive into that, I do want to highlight a little member review. 
I got this review. First of all, I've been getting so many amazing reviews. So thank you. Thank you. We are at, I think, 295 reviews right now. And I really, really can't tell you how much I appreciate your kind words and the thoughtfulness and consideration that goes into leaving a review. I also know that iTunes does not make it super, or Apple Podcasts now, does not make it super easy. So when you go to leave a review, first tip, do it on your phone, not on your computer. Because for whatever reason, if you do it through your phone, it's more direct. If you do it through the computer, when you get into Apple Podcasts, it's a little trickier to find all the right places. But if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, that will drop you into Apple Podcasts and there should be a blue button where you can write a review. You might have to go to the category of ratings and reviews when you get in there. So you might have to like tap on that and tap on write a review. But anyways, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say like, I want to write a review, but I can't figure out how. So that should be helpful to you. If that doesn't work, let me know. Actually, at some point, I will do a little video demonstration for you all. But anyways, I just so appreciate the kind words because it really does. It helps the show grow and it helps more mamas become more shameless every damn day. So I wanted to highlight this listener review because it really touched me. And I think it's an important, important thing to be talking about. So EMTAA is the person who left this review. That's her Apple podcast name. And she said, love this podcast. Love that this podcast is so relatable and honest. I truly look forward to listening each week. In the middle of trying to survive anxiety and depression, this podcast has been instrumental in establishing and following self-care goals for myself. So shout out to EMTAA. I so appreciate you leaving the review. And I also really appreciate your openness and vulnerability in posting what you're going through and why this is meaningful to you to be participating in the Shameless Mom Academy on a regular basis. When I created this show, it was because I wanted to impact mothers who struggle in motherhood and mothers who, like me, did not find motherhood to be all magical and snuggles and like sweet little nothings all the time. And so I appreciate that many of you who come to listen to the show are coming here because life is hard sometimes and you maybe don't know where to turn and you don't know what to do and you need to just find these little moments where you can take a minute to have exposure to something that is powerful and positive and lifts you up. And I am so honored to be that place for so many of you. So I wanted to highlight that. Also, for those of you, anyone else struggling with anxiety and depression, do know that self-care, little bits of self-care, like a few minutes here and there, makes a huge difference. And also never underestimate the power of talking to a professional. So I certainly am not a service that should be used in lieu of a professional. So if you're struggling with anxiety and depression, please do reach out to your doctor, reach out to a therapist, a psychiatrist, a psychologist, any of those resources are going to be really, really helpful to you. Never be afraid of asking for help. And that was something that really became clear to me after my son was born. I had so many moms come to me and talk about their journey in postpartum depression. And for many, many moms, that actually looks more like anxiety than depressive symptoms. And so just know that it's totally appropriate to reach out and ask for help and ask for support. And talking to your doctor is often a good starting point. And then the doctor can point you in the right direction from there if you don't know what kind of community resources to access. So thank you, EMTAA, for just letting me have a little bit of a moment to acknowledge you and just acknowledge some of the important points that you made. All right, so let's dive in. Talking about procrastinating and perfectionism and how to manage it all. So I'm going to go through six reasons why you might be procrastinating, and then I'm going to give you eight ways to procrastinate less. 
I'm going to go through this kind of fast because it's a lot of content. So you might want to take some notes. And if you're driving, you might want to listen to this episode more than once. Try to take notes while you're driving, please. But I want to cover a lot of things here. And so let's just go ahead and talk a little bit about what procrastination looks like. So procrastination looks like not doing the things that you need to do or want to do. And that can happen for uh, so many different reasons. And so we're going to go through some of those reasons specifically in a minute, but know that like procrastination is really normal. And for some people, procrastination has been a way of their life for all of their life. I used to be the opposite of a procrastinator because of my perfectionism. So this is the interesting thing. And I actually did some research on this in advance of this episode. There's theories around procrastination and perfectionism that suggest that people don't do things because they're so perfectionistic that they don't want to actually get the thing done because they're afraid they can't do it well enough. That can be true, but in more cases than not, perfectionists actually are not procrastinators. And I am evidence of this, and I've actually completely flipped in my life. So this is kind of interesting. I used to be the least procrastinating person ever when something was assigned to me. So as a student, like this started in like middle school, high school, all the way through college, when something was assigned to me, I wanted to go home and start working on it right away. So like if a paper was assigned, a special project, a science project, anything, I wanted to go get working on it immediately. And I always worried that like I would run out of time and I wouldn't have enough time to perfect it enough. So I wanted to start right away so that I had as much time as I could possibly need or want to tweak and perfect things all the way up until the last minute. And that was kind of a stressful place to live because I always had things hanging over me. Whereas my sister was totally the opposite. Like something would be assigned to her and she's like, cool, that isn't due for two weeks. So I have like a week and six days to get started on it. And so she would put things off to the last minute. And I was like working on them that entire time, making sure that I had all my T's crossed and my I's dotted and everything all perfect and pretty and beautiful. So that can look very different from one person to the next. Now, What was interesting is when I went back to school to become a personal trainer, I, for whatever reason, I was just at a different place in my life. My time was different. I was working, going to school. I was pretty invested in my social life. Like couldn't be concerned with being an overachiever. And I can't totally pinpoint what had changed, but I just knew I was like, whatever, like I'm going to do what I need to do to get an A in every class because that's who I am. But also... I don't need an A plus and I don't need to do the extra credit. And literally like I, in every single opportunity all through high school, grade school, middle school, high school, I did every single extra credit opportunity there was. Like I was not one. If I could get 113% on something, you better believe I was going to do whatever it took to get 113%. Like 100% was basically a C to me. Like that was just average. I'm going to go all the way and get 113%. So for whatever reason, this shifted as I got into my 20s. And I was like, I don't need to get 113%. I just need like the A. I don't need the A plus. I just need the A. And I become less perfectionistic the older I've gotten. And a lot of that has shifted as I've built businesses, as I've just realized that it's more important for me to have things be done than have them be perfect. And when I started blogging years ago, 
I did start getting caught up in perfectionism and making things perfect. And things were taking really, really long times. And that's actually what prompted me to do a podcast when I wanted to get back into the online space. I decided to do a podcast instead of a blog because I knew that blogging got me caught up in being too perfectionistic. And I would get too caught up in editing and making things perfect and pretty. And it would take hours and hours and hours. And with podcasting, I knew that I could just hit record talk for 30 minutes or so, hit stop and be done. And I knew I wouldn't go back and edit. And really, honestly, very, very rarely do I go back and re-record things. Like, I mean, like almost never. (laughs) So you might be thinking, "Hmm, maybe there's some things she should go back and edit. (laughs) Maybe there's some things that I could be doing better. Probably. But also, I would rather be getting more things done and putting more out into the world to serve more people than focusing on like little tiny nitty gritty details that really at the end of the day are maybe not super important to the bottom line. So that for me has been my journey in perfectionism looking a lot different now than it used to. And so I am also now someone who procrastinates a lot more. I don't do things as soon as they're assigned or as soon, like I let things hang over me and I've gotten more comfortable with just letting those things be there and being okay with it and being like, that can sit there. It'll still be there later. And I think because I've learned to manage anxiety and I've learned that I enjoy life more if I'm living imperfectly. That's been 42 years of living and practicing every damn day to get to that place. So I'm sure some of you can relate to that. So I'm going to talk through now why um, some other reasons around procrastination. So I'm going to go through six reasons here. So listen in, take some notes. Like I said, you might be procrastinating because you fear discomfort. So fearing discomfort is a great reason to not do something like why would I want to do this big, scary, uncomfortable thing? I totally get that. The thing is, once we do the big, scary, uncomfortable thing, two things happen that first of all, there's this huge, amazing relief, like the bigger than the scarier the thing is, the better the high on the other side. The other part of that is that when you do the uncomfortable thing, when you do the thing that you're scared of, you learn that you actually have a much greater threshold and tolerance for our discomfort than you thought. And then you can raise the bar on yourself. This episode is supported by Air Doctor. You probably don't know that Americans take in about 20,000 breaths per day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors. The indoor air that we breathe can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air, according to the EPA. Indoor air pollutants can cause upper respiratory symptoms like sneezing, coughing, congestion, scratchy throat, and even more serious health problems like lung and heart disease. So what's the solution? Introducing Air Doctor, the air purifier that filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants so your lungs don't have to. This includes allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. I am so excited that we just got our own Air Doctor for our house, and we will have it all up and running and ready to go in time for all the things that come with spring weather, but also smoke season, which is just around the corner for those of us in the Pacific Northwest. And I know many of you across the country. So here's how you can get your own Air Doctor. First of all, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS and you'll receive up to $300 off of air purifiers. Exclusive to our podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in this special offer by going to airdoctorpro, A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use the promo code SHAMELESS. That's airdoctorpro.com, code SHAMELESS. 
This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So I actually just did an Instagram live on this this morning where I was talking about whenever we push ourselves into discomfort, we raise the bar on how powerful we see ourselves to be. So when we push that edge a little bit, then we know that we can actually do more things in our life. We can reach new levels of greatness because we've done the uncomfortable things, because we've done the hard things. So now I look forward to doing the uncomfortable things and I just try to not think about them too much. And I've talked about this in relation to my fear of heights. I've talked about this in relation to like applying for speaking gigs that I don't necessarily know that I'm qualified for. I just like do the thing real fast before I can get too scared. I hit submit on a speaking application before I can talk myself out of it. I tell that I'm going to go on a Ferris wheel with him before I can think about it too much. Then once I get on the Ferris wheel, I'm literally trying to not pee my pants and barf on myself at the same time. But I just commit to it where I'm like, okay, like I'm going to just say I'm going to do it and then I'm going to figure it out. And so, because I know for me that when I embrace discomfort and I just go for it and I don't think about it too much, it's better than when I sit in fear of discomfort. Because when I sit in fear of discomfort, There's so much analysis paralysis, and that takes more energy to me than just doing the hard thing. Like considering the pros and cons of doing something hard versus not doing something hard, it just takes up too much time and energy. Think about this about working out. Like if you spend all day deciding if you're going to go to the gym or not after work, you spend like eight hours wasting time and energy. So if you just don't do that, you just decide you're going to go and you're not going to negotiate it in your head, or you just go first thing in the morning so you don't have to think about it all day. You've saved all that discomfort, all that energy, all that mental space around the decision. So I've just learned that kind of plowing through discomfort feels way better. So another reason you might be procrastinating is that you can't estimate the time required to perform a task. So this happens all the time where we think of things and we're like, oh man, that thing's going to take like six hours. I'm going to have to wait. Like, when am I going to have a six hour break to do that? When am I going to have six hours set aside that I can focus on like cleaning out the closet and getting the goodwill stuff all ready to go? The truth is you're never going to have six hours or four hours or maybe even two hours. So you have to learn to just start and then manage time from there. So we often don't know how long something's really going to take. And the only way to know is to get started. So I'll give you some tips around that in a minute. 
The next reason you might be procrastinating is that you make assumptions about your skills and your values or your worth, and you let yourself be held back by all of that. So we assume that I'm going to be really bad at this, or it's going to take a whole bunch of tries, or I'm going to really mess it up. We just have a lot of self-doubt. We don't think we're worthy of something. We don't know that maybe we're valuable enough relative to other people or other experiences. And so we let that trip us up. And again, we get stuck. And so I know like for me with the podcast, I put that off for a while and I was like, I don't know, like, I think I need to, you know, research launching a podcast and like talk to more people about launching a podcast and like figure out if I'm worthy and figure out what I'm going to talk about and all these things. And then when I finally decided that I was getting close where I was like, okay, I'm for sure going to do this, but I'm still not going to do it for a few months. I reached out to someone and I said, Hey, I would love to hire you to coach me through this and to help me. He specifically worked with podcasters who were getting ready to launch. And I said, Hey, I'd love you to work with me through this process. I'm thinking about launching my show in about 12 weeks. And he came back and he's like, yeah, sure. And we're going to launch in six to eight weeks. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, that's not what I said. And he's like, no, no, no. That's like more than enough time. I was totally, totally nervous because I was questioning my skills. I was assuming, I, I mean, I literally had zero skills in podcasting. So I was questioning like my value and my worth around that. Like, do I really have something valuable to contribute? Do I have enough to talk about? Am I going to be able to th- fill that space? I mean, obviously 213 episodes later, no shortage of things for me to talk about. Not really a problem. (laughs) So I had a lot of assumptions though about my lack of skills and worries about my worth. And that totally held me back. So it was actually such a relief to have someone be like, yeah, so we're going to do this in six weeks. And as it turned out, I had to be out of town a little bit during that time. So we pushed it to eight weeks, but I was so glad that we just did it. It was actually refreshing to just have someone be like, here's what we're doing. And it took that burden off of me to be like, well, should we do it this month? Should we do it next month? Should I wait six months? Maybe next year? That really helped me because here's the thing, like there's never going to be the perfect time to do anything or the right time to do anything. And that certainly comes down to child rearing. Like, I don't feel like anyone is ever like, I'm totally ready for that kid or that second kid or that third kid or that fourth kid. You're just like, well, I think we're going to do it now and hopefully it works out. So (laughs) in most cases, even in my case where we had all sorts of infertility stuff and it took two years, I still, when we got pregnant, was like, I don't know if we're ready yet. And the same thing when we went through IVF, I was like, I don't even know if we want a second kid. Like I'm terrified, but also like, I'm not going to be less terrified in a year. So I guess we just need to go. Let's do this now. Number four is your perfectionism gets in the way. So you might be procrastinating because your perfectionism gets in the way. So sometimes we do procrastinate because we're waiting for something to be perfect. We're waiting for it to be prettier. We're waiting to fit it in a perfect place or perfect package or that perfect spot in our life where we think everything's just going to fit together just so in just the right way. And the reality is that usually doesn't ever happen. Like, I mean, I've alluded to this already that like the timing's never perfect. The opportunity's never perfect. It's never has a big bow on it. It's never like, and now you should go. It's always a little bit of a leap. So perfectionism can definitely get in the way because we think that we have to wait for the right time. I see this all the time with my gym members and my transformation programs. And I have women come to me all the time where they're like, I really want to lose 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 pounds but I need to wait until, you know, I can't do it this month. This month isn't the right time to start. And then sometimes I don't hear from them for like three more years and they come back to me and they're like, wow, if only I had started three years ago or three months ago or one month ago or three weeks ago, so much could have been done. Even if it was just little things, so many things would be different now. So we'd let that perfectionism get in the way because we think we have to wait for the right time and the right circumstances. 
The next reason we procrastinate is because we aren't seeing the bigger picture or the long-term benefit of our potential action. So a good example for this is something like getting life insurance or saving for retirement, where it's easy to be like, well, I mean, I don't exactly have a bunch of extra money right now to put into retirement. So I'm just going to wait until next month or next year. And after a while, you've wasted all this time. And in the meantime, you've actually like lost some of the value of what that investment would have looked like. So we have to start looking at the bigger picture and what those long-term benefits are rather than staying stuck in the moment. Because we're stuck in the moment and we're just considering the right now of everything we often lose sight of those bigger picture and the long-term benefits that are really, really important and really significant and make a big difference. I mean, the difference between starting a retirement account when you're 20 versus you're 30 is huge. But most 20-year-olds are like not all about, oh my God, I can't wait to start my 401k. Just imagine how much money I'll have in 45 years when I retire. Like they're not thinking that. So it's hard to look at those long-term benefits sometimes or look at that bigger picture. And then the last reason you might be struggling with procrastination is maybe you struggle with depression or anxiety. And this can sometimes be from a clinical perspective, and sometimes this can be caught up in your self-worth and your perfectionism. And so sometimes anxiety can be caught up in perfectionism and wanting to do things right and making sure that everything is just so before we get started. And sometimes depression can be wrapped up with self-doubt where we're judging ourselves and we're so hard on ourselves and so critical. Sometimes these are things we can work through ourselves by listening to the Shameless Mom Academy and exposing ourselves to really valuable influences and experiences that help us adopt better, healthier, stronger mindsets. Sometimes it requires clinical intervention. And so if you find yourself really struggling on an ongoing basis with depressive symptoms and anxiety, definitely consider reaching out to a professional because it could be that you are really holding up your whole life because you are caught up in something that your brain can't manage on its own. You actually need some support in your brain that is not about like going for a run or reading a self-help book. It might be deeper than that. So your six reasons why you might be procrastinating. So before we dive deeper, let's talk about our sponsors today. So we have two sponsors. I'm so excited about these two sponsors. First, we have Kind Bars. You know I love Kind Bars. We eat them all the time at our house. I literally, good story about Kind Bars here. So last night, Vinny and I were getting out of the car, coming home from gymnastics, and I go to pull his gymnastics bag out of the back seat. And I'm like, hey, Vinny, so can we have a new rule about wrappers in the car? Because we literally had six kind bar wrappers in the car. And it occurred to me that every time I'm driving and I give him a kind bar, which is often, he just throws the wrapper on the floor. And so I was like, hmm, maybe we need to have a system around this because this is not working anymore. So he was like, hey, mom, why don't we pick up the wrappers before we get out of the car every time? And I was like, oh my gosh, my kid might be a super nerd because he is coming up with plans for cleaning up the car. And also I might really love this plan. So we'll see how it goes. But right now we have a plan that we are going to clean wrappers out of the car before we get out of the car every time. So we'll see if it sticks. But in the meantime, we love Kind Bars. We have them all the time. Vinny's particularly obsessed with the chocolate chip cherry one, which we've been talking about all his letters. So he loves the CH in that chocolate chip and cherry. And I love alliteration. I talk about this a lot. So I'm totally behind this. So Vinny loves kind bars and I love giving them to him because they are wholesome. 
high quality ingredients. They're gluten-free. They're super tasty. So he feels like he's getting a treat. And I know that he's getting a high quality snack that's actually going to give him energy for whatever's coming up in the day. So right before gymnastics, have a kind bar, a little bit of protein, a little bit of fat, a little bit of carbs. So perfect, perfect solution for our family. So if you want to try kind bars, you can get a 10 pack sample pack of kind snack bars by going to kindsnacks.com slash shameless. Again, that's kindsnacks.com slash shameless and you will get 10 Kind Bars delivered to your door for free. You just pay shipping. So again, go to kindsnacks.com slash shameless for full details. And next up, we have Bissell. So Bissell Bark Bath recently sent me the Bissell Bark Bath to test out on our dog, Danny. The damn dog is she's very lovingly known to on Instagram. And Danny got herself a little low maintenance bath, which is amazing this time of year when I don't want to take her outside to spray her down. So I love the bark bath because the bark bath allows pet parents to bathe their pets with virtually no mess, eliminating the cleanup, the fur flying everywhere, the water flying everywhere, eliminating like the whole hassle of getting a whole entire room into it, turning it into a disaster area. So the Bissell Bark Bath is an all-in-one system that can be used in any room of the house anytime with minimal mess. We use it in our kitchen, which might seem weird, but there's a little more space for us to move around in there than in the bathtub. And also I can kneel down and use the Bissell Bark Bath rather than being in the shower and bending over the dog the whole time and killing my back. So the Bark Bath works with any length of fur or hair for your dog and uses a no rinse shampoo. So you just get this little vacuum attachment on the machine. You basically vacuum your dog with the shampoo. Then you vacuum again with the rinse with the clean water rinse. Super easy. It only uses 48 ounces of water compared to up to 19 gallons of water when you traditionally bathe your bath in like a tub or outside with a hose. So definitely go check out the Bissell Bark Bath and see if it's right for your dog. I know it's been such a great water savings and energy savings for washing our dog. And now she smells so fresh. The The no rinse shampoo is actually smells really, really good. So if you go to Bissell.com, slash shameless. That's B-I-S-S-E-L-L.com slash shameless. You will be able to get your Bissell Bark Bath and then you can use the code shameless again at checkout and you'll get two bottles of free no rinse shampoo with your order. So go to Bissell.com slash shameless and use this code shameless at checkout. All right. So here's what we're going to do for how to procrastinate less. So when you're looking at procrastinating less, you want to be looking at habits that are causing procrastination and then what to do about those. So this is going to apply to procrastination. Some of this is also going to apply to perfectionism as well. So here we go. Number one, be open to learning as you go. So the thing about being caught up in a perfectionistic mindset or having self-limiting beliefs around your skills or your values in a certain area is that if you decide you're just going to learn as you go and figure it out as you go, you can let go of some of that perfectionism. You can let go of that belief that you have to know it all right now and that you have to be all things to everyone and all things right now you can just figure it out as you go. And in most cases, that's appropriate and that's reasonable. Also, be in the data collection mindset. So that's number two, be in the data collection mindset. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And 
they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under-sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with EarnIn. EarnIn is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earning can help you access the money you've already earned at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. So I talk about this so much when I talk about transformation that it is constantly about collecting data. It is not about doing something and then beating yourself up over not doing it well enough or right enough. You do the thing, you collect the data, you look at it. Hey, I did the thing. I got up this morning at 6 a.m. to journal. How did that feel? What did I get out of it? How did it impact my day? You just note what happened and you note your response to it. Data collection. It is not about like, well, I got up to work out at 6 a.m. and I used the light weights and I had to quit early and I was too tired and my workout clothes were too tight and I felt fat. And like, it's not about that. It is about recognizing here's what I did and here's how it worked out. 
I got up, I did the workout, I used five pound dumbbells, I did it for 20 minutes, now I'm done. Oh, and interesting, I had more energy all day, I was more productive all day, and I was way more patient and kind to my child while we were eating breakfast. That's it, data collection. So not about criticism, not about being hard on yourself or judging things as you go through it, just collecting the data, because then you can look at, hmm, this is what happened, How do I use this information moving forward? How do I use this information next time or tomorrow so that I can target the next habit or the next step that needs to be taken? Number three is getting excited about proving yourself limiting beliefs wrong. So really dive into things with like, I am going to change this around. I'm going to prove to myself that I am worth this. I am valuable enough for this. I can do this and get really excited about that. And you guys have heard me talk about this before in different situations where I've had people doubt me, like nothing fuels me more than someone else doubting me. Someone says, like, do you really think you can launch a podcast? Oh, honey, watch me. So take that attitude on, especially in your own self-limiting beliefs. Like when you catch yourself saying like, who do you really think you are? Oh, honey, watch me. So really get excited about proving your self-limiting beliefs wrong, about proving those voices wrong, proving that you can do the hard things, that you can push through that discomfort and prove yourself to be more strong, more powerful, more capable than you thought. Number four is around time. So when you can't estimate time, the time required to perform a task, set a timer, set a timer for 20 minutes and see what you get done. And then from there, you can decide what more you need to do or how you need to allot time in the future. This is such a great way to take on a task, something along the lines of cleaning the closet, reorganizing space, cleaning the garage, doing the photo album, like whatever it might be, writing your first blog post, recording your first podcast. I know initially when I first started recording, I would give myself these like four hour blocks and then I would re-record a bunch of stuff. And it was just such a time suck. And also it was really, really hard because I felt like I gave myself all this time to re-record. So I had to use all that time to perfect things. Now I don't. Now I'm like, oh, I need to go pick Vinny up in 30 minutes. Time to hit record. I only have 30 minutes. One shot wonder, like whatever comes out, that's what we're going with. So give yourself time to just see what you can get done. Remember Parkinson's law that whatever time you, you will fill whatever time you give yourself to complete a task. So if you give yourself two hours to do something, it will take you two hours. If you give yourself 20 minutes to do it, it will take 20 minutes. So don't wait until you have a big block of time, set a timer and get started. If you don't finish it, fine, set another timer later and move along. Number five, define and outline future gains and benefits. You have to know when you're looking at taking action, what are the future gains and benefits? You have to be looking at that long-term game. What is the bigger picture out there? When I set out to do the podcast, I was like, I'm going to do this for six months and see if I like it. If I still like it after six months, I'm going to do it for a year without monetizing it, meaning I will not make any money. I knew that would cost me about $10,000. So I was like, okay, What makes it worth it for me to put $10,000 into this to make sure that I'm doing the right thing? So I had to look at what's my long-term plan going to be if I like this. So if I didn't like it, I was going to be out a lot of money. It was a little risky. It was a lot risky. Like I don't have a lot of $10,000 increments to be thrown around, but I also had a sense that this was a direction I needed to go and that even if I didn't like it, this was going to be some really important data for me to collect. If I didn't like it, I was going to learn still what I wanted to do and how I wanted to do it, even if it meant that podcasting was not the right avenue. As it turned out, it was the right one. So after a year, I was like, okay, 
now that I've spent $10,000 on this, maybe more, now how am I going to make money on this? Because I can't afford to spend thousands and thousands of dollars on this without making any money back. I love serving you all. It means the world to me. And it feels like my life's mission to build this platform. But also, I can't do that for free forever because of the expense of it. So I had to really consider the bigger picture, the bigger gains and benefits, and really define and outline what that would look like, what that could look like to make sure that it was worth my time and worth my investment of time, money, and energy. Number six, remember, done is better than perfect. So when you are looking at things and feeling like things need to be done a certain way or you need to wait till the right time or the right moment, done is better than perfect. Getting started is way better than waiting in almost all circumstances because waiting keeps you stuck. It keeps you where you're at. Waiting does not get you any closer to a goal. So even if it looks ugly and it's messy and it's a little ridiculous, move forward because that's the only way that you get closer to the goal is taking the steps, even if they're tiny, even if they're imperfect. Number seven, challenge your self-limiting beliefs about your tolerance for discomfort. We often don't do things because of a fear of discomfort. So challenge your self-limiting beliefs around discomfort, around how much discomfort you think you can handle. I promise you, you can do really hard things. You can run a marathon you can launch a podcast, you can build a website, you can become a photographer, you can go for the promotion, you can do those uncomfortable things, but you have to consistently challenge yourself to believe that you can do those things and you have to consistently push through discomfort. So really challenge your self-limiting beliefs about discomfort. I, on my Facebook Live this morning, was talking about how I went running this morning and basically every step sucked. It was not fun. I was cold. I was cranky. My legs were very tired from my other workouts this week. And the whole time I was like, I really don't want to be doing this. But also I'm going to push through the discomfort because every time I push through the discomfort, I raise the bar a little higher for myself. And so I'm going to keep going. I had to stop and walk two times, which usually I don't have to do, but I'm going to keep going. I had to stop and change the music because every song was annoying the heck out of me, but I kept going. So challenge your self-limiting beliefs around your tolerance for discomfort because you can tolerate a lot more discomfort than you think. I mean, hello, you went through childbirth. So, and I think of that a lot when I am doing something uncomfortable And I just think, oh, well, at least I'm not giving birth right now. Think about that all the time. I also did a marathon, which was really uncomfortable. At mile two, decided I didn't really feel like running a marathon that day. And I had 24.2 miles left to go. That was a really long day. So there's a lot of times when I'm doing things now and I'm like, at least I'm not running a marathon. At least I'm not pushing a baby out of my body. (laughs) So Doing those things that are really hard builds your tolerance for discomfort. So think back about time around times when you have done really uncomfortable things and you've proven to yourself that you can do hard things and really embrace those moments and embrace what that means for your power and your capabilities in other areas of your life. Because sometimes we're really dismissive of those things. We're like, ah, well, I don't know. I mean, I gave birth, but I had the epidural. Oh, I mean, if you were in contractions. I know so many women who had contractions for like 36 hours before the hospital would admit them and give them an epidural. That all counts. If you had contractions for two hours before you got an epidural, that counts. If you did natural childbirth, that counts. All of that discomfort counts. So recognize where in your life 
were you uncomfortable? Did you have a scheduled C-section? Then you had the recovery that counts. Maybe you couldn't have kids. And so you fostered or adopted. There is a lot of discomfort in that. That counts. So really look at where have you pushed yourself through discomfort and are you embracing that and using that to leverage your power in new situations that feel uncomfortable? Super, super important. So there are your eight ways to procrastinate less. Be open to learning as you go. Be in data collection mode, not judgment mode. Get excited about proving your self-limiting beliefs wrong. Set timers and use those timers to see how much you can get done in that amount of time. Define and outline future gains and benefits. Remember that done is better than perfect. Oh, I skipped one. And the last one, so seven was challenge self-limiting beliefs around your tolerance for discomfort. And then the last one, talk to a mental health professional if you need help and or reach out to a coach. So two pieces of this, talk to a mental health professional if you think that clinically that is appropriate. And you might not know. So you might just ask your doctor like, hey, I'm having these feelings. These things are going on. This feels a little off kilter. What do you think? And then your doctor could say like, oh, maybe therapy would be appropriate, et cetera. So that's one route. Another route would be like, I want to do more scary things. I don't need to talk to a therapist about it or a psychologist. I just want to do more scary things. And I would love to talk that through with someone. Hire a coach. P.S. I'm available. So <laughs> this is what I work with people on. So if you are interested in coaching, reach out to me. Reach out to me at info at shamelessmom.com. I would be more than happy to talk to you about options for coaching. I do 30-minute sessions where we talk through what you want to work on, directions you want to go. We do goal setting. You will leave with a few action steps, and most of them will be completely life-changing, but I will make them as least scary as possible. So I make it all very attainable. So ask for help, ask for support, talk to professionals, because that can often help you move forward at lightning speed in comparison to sitting in procrastination on your own. So I hope that was helpful. I hope that was supportive. I last week on Wednesday's episode, I mentioned that I'm in the process of putting together some new options for us to work together. So in addition to doing one-on-one -on -one coaching that I just mentioned, I'm also looking at putting together a membership community where we can all hang out and communicate and learn more together, where I can dive deeper on these topics, where I can give you more content on a regular basis, where you can be communicating with other shameless moms on a regular basis. And I'm keeping this super attainable. It's going to be very low monthly price for you to be in this community with shameless moms, with me, where we can be taking courageous action together, living bigger, bolder, braver every damn day. So if you're interested in that, shoot me an email at info at shamelessmom.com and I will add you to the interest list. I'll be working this details out on this over the next one to two months, but I want to get that interest list ready so that when we're ready to go, you can all jump in right away. If this is your first time listening to the show, know that we have new episodes every Monday and Wednesday, and you can subscribe by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash review. That will take you into Apple Podcasts where you can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And you can also leave a review while you're there. So I appreciate you being here today. I appreciate everything you're doing to make the world a better place, no matter how big or small those little steps are. And no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly.
feel like you're the martyr in your family, you're not alone. Hey, this is Joanne. And Brie. And we're from the No Guilt Mom podcast. Brie, we talk to a lot of moms. Yeah, we sure do. And if you're a mom who has a to-do list that is so massive that you get overwhelmed and you shut down. Or if you've fallen into the habit of doing everything for everyone and don't know how to change it, we can help you become a no guilt mom. We're going to take you from family martyr to family model. That's role model so that you role model the behavior that you want to see out of your kids. You're going to go from being tired and overwhelmed to energized and guilt free. Every week, you'll get actionable strategies that you can implement right away from the experts that we interview and from us. We also have a whole lot of fun. So check out the no guilt mom podcast everywhere you listen to your favorite shows.